Hello everyone, this is Football and Beyond Podcast. My name is Prashant Jargatti and I am going to talk about everything related to Premier League football. New season is just around the corner with treble winners Manchester City taking on Arsenal in the Community Shield on Sunday, 6th of August. New season always brings new hope and excitement to the football fans. New signings, pre-season form, all part of the hope that your favourite team will do better this season. Many of us play fantasy football and look at the preseason games to gauge which players to buy to be a step ahead of your friends in the mini leagues. Similar to your favorite team, you are also hopeful that you will do well in the fantasy league this season. I have a mini league created as well and I will share the details of it on my Twitter account. Follow me on Twitter at PRA90 and this podcast at Podcast. Two months of no club football is a long time for us football fans, isn't it? A lot of our mental health relates to our club and Premier League football. But new season is going to start on Sunday now and we are all so excited. Let's look at the Chadri Shield game that is going to happen on Sunday. Will City dominate Arsenal like they have been doing for the past seven seasons? Or will Arsenal finally beat City? City really humbled Arsenal last season, winning both the matches against the Gunners in the Premier League and also stealing the Premier League title in the last eight matches of the season. City go into this game as favourites, definitely, as they should be. But Arsenal has all the ingredients to beat City this time, with the players more experienced and the learning they have had from the last season. New season... New signings will also help this season a lot. We will talk about the transfer window later in this episode. I am not sure if those new signings have been completely integrated. It will take some time for the players to understand each other and play the free-flowing football like we know they can play. Arteta has shuffled his players a lot in the preseason games, so it will be interesting to see who Arteta picks for the Charity Shield match. With a lot of versatile players, Arteta can shuffle his game plans mid-game. For example, since Jesus is injured now, Arteta can start Enkitia or Trossard or Balogun as a striker. Kai Havertz has played as a striker for Chelsea, but I don't think Arteta has bought Havertz to play as a striker. He specifically mentioned him as a midfielder in the press conference. There is a similar conundrum for each position now in this Arsenal side, except for Saka and Ramsdale, there is an able replacement for each position. City have sold Mares and Gundogan, who were pivotal in their trouble campaign last season. Their presence will be missed by City. Despite losing these players, City will start as favourites, as we know they have a brilliant squad and world-class players to fill those positions. Imagine breaking the goal record in the first season. What will Alan do in his second season with more experience and a motivation to repeat the heroics again this season? The guy is really scary. Foden played all the games in the preseason and I think we'll have a big uh, part to play for City this season. There is no reason why City can, can't do another treble this season. That's how good they are. I mean, if there is motivation, they can do it. I do, however, think or rather hope they are relaxed after the last season and chill out this season. 
you would think they would have some fans after winning the treble, but the treble parade was as big as the fans lined up at the Emirates for the stadium, though. What's your prediction for for this Community Shield match? As an Arsenal fan, I want Arsenal to win. So I will go with the 3-2 win to Arsenal. We all know City will be there competing for the title. They did a hat-trick of Premier League titles and will be going for the fourth title in a row this season. We discussed about City and Arsenal in our previous topics. So, who do you think uh, will be challenging for the Premier League title other than City or Arsenal? Who are the other title contenders? Let's start with Liverpool. Liverpool were lucky with injuries last season. Combining without with out-of-form players, they did not have a good season. Although surge in the last 10-12 games almost saw them end up in the top 4. Liverpool's attack looks very threatening with Mo Salah as usual. Jota and Diaz returning back from injuries should be raring to go. Nunes will be better than last season with his pre-season form speaking for it. Gakpo, Dominic Sabozlai, Nunes and McAllister giving an impetus to the new-look Liverpool attack and providing competition for places. Pre-season form does look good in terms of goal scoring, but the midfield and defence still looks like it needs reassurance. Liverpool looking to buy a new defensive midfielder with Romeo Lavia widely being rumoured to join the Reds. Wait, remains to be seen who they sign as their defensive midfielder. The transfer window is still wide open and there there is a good 20-25 days to go for it. I however think Liverpool should break the bank and get Caicedo. He would be a fantastic player for them and and will define an era at Liverpool. Brighton's asking price however is not reasonable for a young player who played just one season in the Premier League. But Brighton have been very shrewd with their transfer businesses and uh, the value that they set for for the players. They don't really budge when they have set a transfer value for a player. Liverpool will be playing in the Europa League this season and it remains to be seen how important they treat this competition in the early stages. Although with so much competition in the Premier League, Liverpool will treat this competition seriously as winning it is one another way to enter into the Champions League. Looking at Liverpool's games, I think they will score a lot of goals this season, but league goals as well. There was a Van Dijk stat uh, before last season that no one dribbled past him. But I think all the players dribbled past him last season. Van Dijk is also the new club captain with Trent Alexander-Arnold as a new vice-captain. A lot depends on these two if Liverpool compete for the title. If Liverpool get their defence sorted and don't leak as much goals, they will be competing for the Premier League title. The second team I think who will challenge for the Premier League title other than Manchester City or Arsenal is Manchester United. Eric Ten Hag did very well in his first season with United. Signing Casemiro gave them much needed steel in the midfield. 
Lisandro Martinez and Rafael Varane gave them defensive stability. Rashford had his best scoring by best season scoring wise and should improve on it this season. Their away form needs to be better this season if they want to compete for the Premier League title. But I think um, I, with all the signings and oh, one year playing with each other and with Ten Hag's philosophy, they should be better. New signings in Mason Mount, Rasmus Hoyland and Andre Onana will only improve this United side. Digia saved United from embarrassing defeats numerous times over his tenure at Old Trafford. He had his limitations playing with his feet though. And that is the main reason why United have signed uh, Andre Onana. Onana is very good playing with his feet and ball distribution. But I still think replacing David Digia is a huge boots to fill. Ten Hag's Ajax side was a high-pressing team. And I'm sure he will have drilled that mentality into this side as well. We already saw United put in so many aggressive tackles in the preseason games against Arsenal and Real Madrid. And I think they would do the same in the Premier League this season. Bruno Fernandes is the new club captain, replacing the out-of-favour Harry Maguire. I don't really rate Bruno that highly. Since he cries a loyal and goes down like a pack of cards with the slightest of touch. But with Mount and Casemiro playing alongside him, he can provide quality balls uh, to the runners in Rashford and Anthony, and probably the new striker, Ireland. Rashford and Anthony look in fine form and should be pivotal in the United's title challenge. How effective they will be in the Premier League, time will tell. But with the quality in that squad, I expect Manchester United to compete for the Premier League title. After looking at the preview for the Community Shield and looking at the Premier League title contenders, let's look at the transfer window. And I will pick out my top five transfers uh, in this transfer window. I'll start from fifth and go on up to uh, my top uh, transfer for this summer. On fifth on my list, I think, is James Madison. Tottenham, Tottenham lacked a creative midfielder who can score goals from midfield since Ericsson left Spurs. Madison scored 10 or more goals and provided nine assists in his last two seasons at Leicester. If at all Kane stays at Spurs this season, and with Ange Posteglu's attacking philosophy, Madison will have a ball in the starting midfield. If you look at Madison's heat map, it is mostly in the attacking half. He's all over in that midfield area, basically as a number 10, which is where he will operate in the Spurs side as well. Let's compare stats of Madison with Odegaard. Odegaard excels Madison in all departments just slightly, except the assists. Also remember Madison played in a very bad Leicester side last season who couldn't score goals yet has 19 goal contributions which is very decent. He will definitely excel in this attacking Spurs side and at 40 million I rate him as a fifth best transfer this window. Nicholas Jackson is on fourth. 
Chelsea bought Nicholas Jackson from Villarreal for 38 million euros. He has trained with the first team and has been a huge part of Chelsea's pre-season tour to US, scoring two goals and providing four assists. He has combined well with Ian Matson and Nkunku and seems like he will start for Chelsea as a striker. Jackson scored 12 goals for Villarreal from 26 games last season. Villa and Everton also wanted to sign the striker but Chelsea won the race for his signature. His stats were 90 for non-penalty goals, progressive carries, successful take-ons are really good. The area that where he needs to improve is shots taken. He needs to have more shots on goals. As a striker, you need to get that stats up. Looking at preseason form and how Poch wants his team to play the game, Jackson will hit the ground running at the bridge. Chelsea have a very young squad and Poch is the ideal manager to get the best out of the squad. Not only Jackson, other young Chelsea players will improve immensely. Nicholas Jackson at 38 million euros is fourth in my best transfer this window. Third on the list is Mason Mount. Chelsea fans had a heartbreak when Mount finally moved to Manchester United. He did not feature for Chelsea a lot last season for whatever reasons. But Mount is a quality player who can play as a right wing, number 8, number 10. United need a goal scorer from midfield to ease the burden on Rashford and Bruno. He can also provide much needed creativity and ping some passes from the midfield. His pre-season form hasn't really been great, but in the long run, Manchester United have gotten themselves a very sweet deal at 60 million for a proven Premier League player. In the 21-22 season, he scored 10 goals and provided 10 assists, but played mostly at right wing in that season. There are stats from 21-22 season, and if you look at shots in the box, shots per 90, they are excellent numbers. For United, I believe he'll play in the midfield three of Casemiro, Bruno and himself. His attacking numbers need to improve from the midfield if he has to be successful at Manchester United. But he has the potential to improve. Mount at 60 million is a bargain buy and he slots in at number three in the best transfer. Top five transfers, according to me in the summer transfer window. Second on the list is Alexis McAllister. Alexis McAllister was excellent last season for Brighton. But with the transfer to Liverpool comes huge expectation. He can play any position in midfield such as his versatility, which is a huge plus for Jurgen Klopp. After the departure of Feyenoord, Liverpool lacked goal threats from midfield. McAllister's arrival will give them just that threat. He scored 10 goals for Brighton last season, albeit 6 of them coming from penalties. His numbers and assists need to improve if he is going to play as a number 8 for Liverpool. Just a couple of assists in his last two seasons is not really good numbers. But I'm sure that those numbers will improve, especially when he's playing for such an attacking Liverpool side. If you look at the stats, his passes attempted, pass completion percent and progressive passes are excellent. 
he played and already has an understanding with his new teammates at Liverpool. Getting a World Cup winner for 35 million euros is a bargain in my opinion, and that is why I have him in the in in the second spot for the top five transfers of the season up until now. So who should who do you think would be uh, my top transfer uh, in this summer transfer window? I won't lie. I I think. Jurgen Timber is a very, very, very good buy. I think if he hits the ground running like he should, he would be great for Arsenal. But I have to pick Declan Rice uh, as the top transfer in the summer transfer window. Arsenal definitely overpaid around 15 to 20 million more for Declan Rice. But if you have to overspend on someone, it will be Rice. Rice is an upgrade on both Jaka and Party for the number 6 and the number 8 role. There's a lot of changes I expect at Arsenal with so many midfield combinations. But Rice will definitely start. It would be either at number 6 or number 8 alongside Odegaard. Rice is an excellent reader of the game and can anticipate counter-attacks and stop them. Not only can he stop these counter-attacks, he can then drive with the ball forward and make an assist or shoot himself if the opportunity arises. Look at the passes attempted and progressive passes for 90 minutes. Those those numbers are bollocks. When Jaka played in the number 8 role with Party as number 6, Jaka made the runs in the box and that's how scored 7 goals and made 7 assists. With Rise as number 6, he will sit deep in the attacking third, occupying the half spaces. What this will allow is an extra attacker to join the attack, who might be who might be more attacking than Declan Rice. Let's let us say Zinchenko can go in, or Martinelli can go in, or whoever the wide players are can go in and join the attack. But what will happen if if Rice sits in in the half spaces? What that allows Arsenal to do is attack more efficiently and suppose if they lose the ball in the final third, Rice will make sure that they don't lose a goal on the counter. That's how brilliant and reliable he is in reading the game. And in my opinion, there is no club better than Arsenal where Rice will have a ball playing in the midfield. It's a statement signing from Arsenal and one which will define an era and hence, Rice for me is the transfer of this transfer window. That's all from me in this episode. Please comment if you liked this content. Share among your football friends. And like and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Football and Beyond Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at PRA90. That is P-Y-A-R-E-9-0. And Fan B podcast, that is F A N B P O D C A S T. Happy Friendship Day, everyone. Take get good care of yourself and be kind to each other. Ciao.